Shvizis Yantiv Chapter 6, Halacha 1. If a Yantiv falls out on Arab Shabbos, it is not permissible to prepare foods on that Yantiv for Shabbos. This is a rabbinic enactment to prevent people from cooking on Yantiv for the week. For this reason, someone who begins to prepare for Shabbos prior to Yantiv may continue to prepare for Shabbos on Yantiv. This is called an Eruv Tavshilin. Halacha 2. The reason this is called an Eruv is because it creates a distinction. Just like an Eruv Chatseris distinguishes between public and private property and between different private properties, so the people will not think it's permissible to carry from one Rishus into another. An Eruv Tavshilin also creates a distinction, so the people will not think that it's permissible to cook on Yantif or after Yantif. Halacha 3. An Eruv Tavshilin should be at least a Kazayas, no matter how many people are relying on it. It should not be made of bread, but rather a cooked food that would be eaten with bread, like meat or eggs or even lentils. Halacha 4. When we say cooked, that also includes roasted, stewed, pickled, or smoked. For some fish, all you need to do is pour hot water on them. That's considered cooked. Halacha 5. The Eruv must be accessible through the time in which a person prepares all the food necessary for Shabbos. If the Eruv is lost or eaten, one can no longer prepare food for Shabbos or heat water, other than what is required for Yantif. Halacha 6. One may grant a portion in the Eruv to others, provided that they would be able to take a portion in an Eruv Chatzerois with that person. Halacha 7. They do not need to be told that they've been granted a portion in the Eruv. However, they must know that they have a portion in an Eruv before they rely on it for cooking on Yantif. A person may even establish an Eruv for all the people within the city limits. Halacha 8. One who establishes an Eruv Tavshilin must make the following bracha. That is, the standard bracha on a mitzvah, with the final words being on the mitzvah of Eruv. Then he must make the following declaration. With this Eruv, I will be permitted to bake and to cook tomorrow on the holiday for Shabbos. If he is making the Eruv for others, he should also say, for me and for so-and-so, or for all the people in the city, etc. Halacha 9. If someone did not establish an Eruv Tavshilin before Yantif and was not included in anyone else's Eruv Tavshilin, others should not cook for him. However, he may transfer provisions to a person who did prepare an Eruv. That person may make whatever he wants with those provisions and then can gift back any of those provisions to the person who did not make an Eruv. If a person did not establish an Eruv Tavshilin for himself, but he made a lot of food for guests and the guests didn't come, he may continue to eat that food in the Shabbos, so long as he did not act with guile. Interestingly, if a person simply transgressed and made food on Yantif for Shabbos without having an Eruv, he would be permitted to partake of the food, but if he acted with guile, then he is not permitted to partake of the food. Halacha 11. When a two-day Yantif falls out on Thursday and Friday, and therefore Shabbos comes after the two-day Yantif, the Eruv should be made on Wednesday. If someone forgot, then they should make the Eruv on Thursday with the following stipulation. If today is actually the Yantif, and tomorrow therefore is not, then there is no need for an Eruv. But if today is a weekday, and tomorrow is a Yantif, then this shall be an Eruv. And either way, he would be permitted to cook on Yantif for Shabbos. Halacha 12 gives an example of this in practice. Halacha 13. Halacha 11, and therefore 12, refers to Yantif Sheni Shabbagalias. It does not refer to Rosh Hashanah, which is considered one long day. Halacha 14 and 15. The stipulation referred to in the prior halacha made sense in the time when the Bezdin established when the Yantif is, and it simply took too long to inform the people outside of Eretz Yisrael. But today, there is no suffix, there's no doubt as to when the Yantif is, because it is established by calendar, and the second day of Yantif is therefore a minig. For that reason, the stipulation we referred to before would not work. For what it is worth, the Shulchan Aruch disagrees with this position. Halacha 16, Yamim Tevim should be treated with the same respect as Shabbos, and for that reason, a person should not partake of a big meal before Yantif. Halacha 17, on the entirety of Pesach and Sukkot, it is impermissible to engage in eulogies or to fast, for a person should be happy during that period and to make those around him, particularly his own family, happy as well. Halacha 18. So therefore a person should buy treats or candy for his children, clothing or jewelry for his wife, and men should have 
meat and wine. But a person is also obligated to feed the destitute and the poor, converts, orphans, widows, and the like. Halacha 19, even though a person should eat and drink during these holiday periods, the whole day should not be taken up by eating and drinking, but rather a person should spend part of the day praying and learning. Halacha 20, by eating and drinking, we do not mean engaging in frivolity, for it is impossible to serve God with joy in the midst of levity, frivolity, and drunkenness. Halacha 21, on a similar note, there is not a time, certainly, for men and women to get together and drink together and be frivolous because that could lead to sin. Halacha 22. Though it is impermissible to deliver a eulogy on Cholamoid, one is permitted to deliver the eulogy for a Torah scholar. Halacha 23. All public displays of mourning are prohibited during Cholamoid, once again, unless the person who passed away is a Torah sage. Halacha 24 deals with specific behaviors at a funeral on Cholamoid. The salient point, though, is that public displays of mourning should be muted during Cholamoid, and they should only take place before the body is buried.